is the color. Welcome to a special episode of the FPL Blues podcast. Brian is back from vacation, so the gang is all here. Bucks and Brian hosting what is going to be a special double game week announcement episode. Do, do, do. How you doing, Brian? Sound the alarms, Bucks. We finally have game week 22. Double game week confirms. It feels good to be back. And how we live in. What did I miss out in the last couple of weeks? I, I know it's been a crazy, hectic time with all these matches, but uh, how you doing, Bucks? You know, some a little different. It's 2022. And, uh, you know, but some things are the same. You're back to being the third place manager on the podcast. Uh, we brought in Corey. Ooh, ooh. He uh, quickly supplanted both you and I as being the best manager to ever be on the FPL blues podcast. So that was a little frustrating, humbling for both of us, I would say. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's double game week time. We're coming out of what was a small double game week. And finally the fixtures have been released. We are going to get eight matches, eight teams, excuse me, eight teams that have a double game week in match week 22. So that's something to look forward to. And it's finally time to really start tinkering and start setting plans in motion in the FPL game to boost rank and uh, jump up the mini league rankings for your side. So Brian, quick takeaways. What are you seeing uh, looking at the slate of games and the teams with double game weeks? Yeah, Buck. So we're just going to give the listeners a kind of 20,000 foot view of double game week 22 and kind of run through which teams have specific fixtures. So we'll start with Brentford. Brentford has Liverpool away and Manchester United at home. These are two absolutely brutal matches for a double game week. Yikes. Yeah, I will be staying away from Brentford with a 10-foot pole, uh, maybe even 3.3-some meters, however that equates in the the other parts of the world. But this is a terrible double game week for Brentford. I think uh, if you have any of those assets on your team, I would, you know, wouldn't be excited by any means. Tony owners, you know, they, they have a, they're currently having their double game week. Now he blanked in the first game. These are bad matches for him too. So I, I would say this is a stay away completely. What do you think bucks? Yeah, agreed. This is, uh, this is just starting with the worst case scenario for a double game week situation. Uh, if you had Liverpool and Man City, that would actually be like the kind of five alarm fire. That would be the worst possible double up. Uh, this is not too far behind. And Brentford are a team who are struggling for form. So you got to feel for some of their players that are coming off COVID and coming back from injury. Uh, you know, here's your here's your present for the new year. Liverpool at Anfield <laughs> and uh, hosting uh, Man United. Uh, Man United, just, team that they're desperate for points too. So these are both going to be two really tough matches. Yeah, happy new year. Here's a big uh, bag of flaming dog doo-doo on your doorstep to step into with your nice cleats if you're a Tony owner. So, uh, all right, let's take a look at the next one, which is Brighton. They have both of their fixtures at the Amex and they're playing Crystal Palace and then Chelsea. And this is actually a decent uh, shout for potential um, points in the defensive side of things, Bucks. I really like the fact that both of these are at the Amex. Um, you know, I'm not going to be rushing to bring in multiple Brighton players, but I could definitely see one Brighton player in your lineup for this double game week. Agreed. And I think that there's something to be said about the cheap defensive options that are definitely getting minutes for Brighton. And, you know, there's, there's value on betting on upside. I think Crystal Palace have been scoring a lot more this season under the new manager, Patrick Vieira. But they're, they were recently dealing with some COVID issues, so they're, they were short some bodies in the last couple matches. 
And Chelsea have been a team that, despite tons of talent on both sides of the ball, have been kind of in choppy waters recently. So this was 1-1 just last game week uh, where Brighton came to Stamford Bridge and got a draw with Chelsea, a very deserving draw, I should say. And now they get the, you know, the flip side, they get to host this match. So I think that you could be expecting six points um, if you were bringing in a Brighton defender. Maybe you get more than that, but I would I would be hoping to get six points uh, from an FPL defender from Brighton. Yeah, I think, I think six to eight points would be a, a good spot for those defenders. Maybe they lose a clean sheet versus Chelsea, but maybe you get uh, a clean and some bonus points from one of your defenders versus Crystal Palace. So, uh, all right, let's move on here. Burnley. Burnley, we have Leicester at home and Watford at home. If only they were any good in any world. Um, you know, what do you think here, Bucks? The problem is, is that Max Cornett, who is the player that I'd want to have oh, in this fixture. Such he's a away. bummer. He's at AFCON. So it's just frustrating. Burnley. Um, I think that there's value to be had to maybe have one of their defenders on your bench. Or if you have one of their defenders, you know, bring them in. And they're cheap and they could be a good free hit option to allow you to uh, have flexibility and know that you're going to have a player with two games that's going to be playing, uh, whether they're starting or not. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this season, based on Burnley's form, I expect them to get zero points out of these two matches, to be honest. I, I just don't see anything resembling fight from this team. And uh, I would prefer them to be relegated this season. So um, I'm hoping and kind of rooting against them and hoping that we see some other teams stay up instead. So uh, next up, let's talk about our boys in blue, Chelsea. We play Manchester City away and then Brighton away. So two straight away matches, but coming off of two pretty solid results as a team after uh, drawing with Liverpool and then beating Spurs in the cup. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Bucks, on these two fixtures for Chelsea assets? I wouldn't be rushing to transfer out Chelsea FPL players that are fit and, you know, set to play in these matches, but it's also not a dream scenario. I mean, city are a very defensively stout team and obviously they're lighting the league on fire, pouring goals and kind of getting results against each and every team in the entire premier league. And then Brighton, I've just been very solid. Um, They're not going to, they don't have a great record against Chelsea getting three points and getting the win, but they have been playing Chelsea pretty tough. Uh, we saw that at Stanford Bridge. We saw that last season. So I think these are going to be two cagey matches. And again, if I have Tony Rudiger in my team, I know you have Alonzo in yours. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to priority transfer them out. And they'll probably both be starting in our respective sides. But if I was making 100%. a free hit team, I wouldn't be really chasing a lot of Chelsea players. Yeah, I think there's definite potential for some attacking returns in that city match. You know, if they do go, if they both go for it, right. And go toe to toe, you know, Alonzo, maybe crossing some balls into Lukaku could pick up an assist in that match. So, uh, and Brighton, Brighton's usually a good shout for a clean. So I do like the prospects of, you know, if you have Chelsea players, you hold them. Uh, same goes with the likes of Mason Mount solid hold. He ticks along on points, getting an assist here, maybe a goal versus Brighton. That would be fantastic. All right, let's keep it moving. Leicester, they play Burnley away and Tottenham at home. This is a pretty good combination, but Leicester has a lot of injuries at the moment, Bucks, especially when you're looking at their attack. What are your thoughts here? 
Yeah, Leicester is in a tough way because not only are they dealing with injuries, as you said, Brian, but they're also dealing with a lot of key personnel away at AFCON. So Ian Nacho and Daka are both gone at the tournament. Vardy is also flagged with injury. Madison is flagged with injury. And Harvey Barnes is flagged with injury. So if they just can't have a first choice attacking player uh get healthy right now so it's just very unfortunate their defense has also been leaking goals so oh, it is it's their a, defense is a, a sorry sort you know I, I would be targeting um lester for attacking returns so i i would stay uh, away from their defense and hopefully we'll be able to fit a midfielder in our team potentially agreed and i think that the lester team news is going to be something that's going to be very closely monitored by FPL Twitter. And I know we'll be checking yeah, that. Shout. And I think that there are going to be some great differential plays potentially coming out of Leicester's midfield, uh, depending on who they can actually get on the bus and get to that first Burnley match. Moving on Manchester United, they have Villa away and Brentford at, or also away, excuse me. So these are two pretty decent matches for Manchester United, but they're such a mixed bag at the moment. You have no idea how they're going to produce goals if they do produce goals in any given match. And they really tend to give away at least one goal per match. And I know both of us have currently David De Gea, David De Gea, excuse me, in goal. So what are you thinking here, Bucks? I mean, if you have Ronaldo and maybe a defender, that probably is a solid um you know, solid team to rock out there. Yeah. United, they, I wish I had a crystal ball, honestly, with the way their season is going, you just never know which version of the squad is going to show up. And if the coach is going to let them play in the best formation, they're a mess right now. However, one positive note, both these matches are away from old Trafford and recently United have been putting better performances away from their home grounds than they have been at home. So that actually is a positive for them. I think they're going to come in and they're going to kind of play spoil to uh, both Villa and Brentford. These are definitely two of the easier fixtures for a double up, but again, United just, we don't know if they're a top five team or if they're really, you know, like just barely a top half of the table team at this point in time. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see if Ollie Watkins is going to be fit to play versus uh, versus United, because if he isn't, they're missing a few players also away at, at AFCON, um, El Ghazi, and also I think Trezeguet, and they just have a few players that are might also be missing from their squad and have dealt with some COVID issues, so they might be able to pick up a clean sheet there just out of sheer uh, circumstances don't jinx is, it don't jinx it don't something jinx that we're it. hoping for bucks yeah yeah but uh okay all right two more matches here tottenham they have arsenal at home and leicester away this could be harry kane time what are your thoughts here on these two fixtures yeah i, I love the leicester fixture more than i love the arsenal fixture i think these are both these are both games that tottenham if you're a tottenham supporter you go in them expecting you're going to get a result i think that They'll be looking for four points out of these matches. I think Arsenal right now is I agree, better. I agree. Yeah, Arsenal is just a better team than Spurs at this point in time. But, you know, this is really, this is where the Spurs season is going to be made. They have games to make up and they have potential points in hand on the top four right now. So if they're going to make a serious contention of going for one of these Champions League spots, they really need that Arsenal game. So I think that will be one that's circled on their calendar and Youngman Song, Harry Kane, 
Loris, all those players will know that they have to give their 10 out of 10 performance in that match. Yeah, and I think Bucks overall, I really like the fact that there will be opportunities for counter-attacking football in both these matches, right? These aren't going to be situations where, you know, last week we saw Watford park the bus and the attack couldn't do anything for Tottenham. We're going to see a pretty fluid game, lots of chances on both sides, and I do favor the likes of Kane, who is not been in the greatest form, but he has a great historical track record, always scores uh, versus Arsenal, it seems like. And then Leicester defensively, and he also gets a lot of goals against that side too. So something to keep in mind, and we'll touch on a little bit later. All right, last one, and possibly the best double game week, Watford has Newcastle away and Burnley away. Bucks, this is a dream for Watford attackers, right? Oh, this is by far the best slate of two games for any side. The problem is it's Watford. So there really are only a handful of potential FPL players that are worth targeting. I have Emmanuel Denis, huge development that he decided or was told by the club not to go to AFCON. Uh, unclear what scenario actually took place. I'm very salty about this, uh, this lack of boarding an airplane from Dennis to go to to go to AFCON. I was really hoping that King would be my uh, small differential for a few weeks, having owned him instead of Dennis. But um, looking at these two, these are great fixtures from an attacking perspective. You hope that, um, you know, even though they'll be missing a few players at AFCON, that the rest of the team will be able to put up some goals. And the Newcastle away is just, you know, you, you can definitely see that match being 3-2 with a lot of points. So um, differential captain for sure is, is Dennis and given his form and still being the number one scoring, uh, points getter from the forward position, he is definitely somebody that even though his price tag is very small, his value and contributions to FPL managers has been massive. Yeah, absolutely. He's right now. He's the captain in my game week 22 side. Um, Oh, I am the captain now, Denny. Wow. Yeah, and, okay. And okay. Bucks, I, would, I see you. I would say that it's, not straightforward thinking, but I think that Watford, I think that Newcastle game, as you mentioned, there's going to be goals for both sides, but I think that Burnley match might become Watford's first clean sheet of the season. Uh, you heard it here first. No chance of that. I think uh, Woody, <laughs> Woody is going to come through in a big way. So, um... so just looking at all those eight teams with double game weeks, I mean, we were, we were promised a big double game week. We are kind of getting one. What's your What's your big picture takeaway, Brian? Yeah, overall, the missing team here is Liverpool. You were really, really hoping for Liverpool to be included in this potential uh, double game week in 22. Uh, With that being said, you know, and having looked at my team and some of the chatter in the FPL forums and Twitter, you know, I think if you can get six to seven double game week players, that would be a, a pretty solid position to be in because there are also single game week players from the likes of, Liverpool playing Brentford or popular West Ham United assets who are playing Leeds to kind of fill the gaps who could also deliver double digit points in just a single game week. So I think overall, my initial take is if you can field six or seven double game week players, you'll be in a good spot. If you can't, then I would strongly be considering a free hit where you're going to bring in a, you know, nine plus double game week players. Um, And that's, that's my initial go. What are you thinking here, Bucks? Yeah, I'm going to be a little less charitable. I think 
this is like hugely underwhelming. I know I've been planning and really earmarking that game week 22 was going to be where I for sure used my free hit chip. And then I was thinking game week 23, I would use one transfer. And, you know, I was really building up to use a free hit chip or maybe even a wild card going into this game week. I don't have, I only have Trent Alexander Arnold from Liverpool. So I've really been making calculated bets that I would be bring in Jota, but with the games and the teams that are getting double game weeks, it just seems like you can kind of just be get away with, with not using the free hit and, and holding it. I mean, it's so powerful to be able to make your entire team and to get Watford uh, to get assets from Watford is kind of the only ones with two, you know, clear and away great matches. It's like, uh, I'm not going to really, you know, I'm not going to use a, a full power up one of the most powerful, um, you know, arrows we have in our FPL quiver uh, just to have a, a Watford double up when I already have one of them. Looking at the teams, you're looking at Chelsea, Leicester, Man U, and Tottenham. These are usually consistent top six performers, but given their form at the moment, I think it's, it's, it's the form of those, you know, quote unquote top teams that isn't there for us. And that's why it's, kind of coming off as a bit of a downer in terms of the the double game week potential. And worth mentioning that there are players that are away with COVID or away at AFCON. So the pool of players that your free hit team can be plucked from is much smaller than it would be on a regular or kind of later in the season double game week. So that has to play a factor also, because if you're going to free hit, you want to be very different than potentially other free hit teams and definitely very different than template teams. So there isn't as much room or ground to be gained, I think, with the slate of double game weeks that we're being provided with in game week 20. And, and that's just that's just super disappointing because a few weeks ago when a number of managers used their free hit chip when Liverpool had a blank, they gained all the other players that they picked in those free hit teams went huge and they gained 30, 40 points almost on single game week owners. And I know I had a really tough game week that one, I think at 31 points and some people had 60, 70 on free hit. So this free hit situation for game week 22, I was hoping was going to be a bit more uh, robust, but it doesn't look like it's going to have as many points uh, comparative to the other managers with single game weekers and current teams. So anyway, let's uh, wrap this up here, Bucks, and we're going to take a quick break and then come back with our top players to target for game week 22. We'll be right back. Boom. Let's do it. All right, we're back. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's give you the information you really need to hear. And that is the players to target. If you are going to use your free hit chip, or even if you're just looking to make a couple of transfer moves to prepare for game week 22. Yeah, Bucks. And I think for most managers, again, I, I think six or seven would be good. I would take a minus four to get to six or seven this week and save your free hit chip for later. But uh, we're just going to kind of go through some of the top names to know for this game week coming up. And let's start with CRY7, or I mean CR7, Aww. Cristiano Ronaldo. What are your thoughts here? I mean, I think he is an essential player and a lot of FPL managers already own him because they moved off of Salah a few weeks ago. So he seems like a, a really high likelihood for captaincy this week and just a no brainer if you're moving off of Salah like I am. Yeah, he's uh, he's the man. I think uh, he has good fixtures. 
and he's going to be getting chances. He's rated by the new manager and he's getting a lot of, lot of opportunity to get shots on goal, whether they've been successful recently, they haven't earlier in the season he was. And yeah, I, I just think for 12.5 million, he's a clear captain selection in considering the matches. And if he gets service, he'll probably deliver. Um, but again, it's, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be transferring off Kane or even Lukaku to bring in Ronaldo. I'd, I'd rather make sure that we have multiple double game week players rather than kind of cherry picking one or the other. Yeah. And looking at his return list since game week 10, he's really gone like every other game week with like a blank followed by a nine plus pointer, maybe a brace. So he's really kind of an every other player at this point in time with his, uh, his age as well. So I think he's a, he's a no brainer if you don't have him and I would rate him over Mr. Harry Kane. But with that being said, Kane is a player who seems to be picking up a little bit of momentum and is obviously has a huge historical track record. So he could be a great differential for free hit owners because he'll have these two matches where he has potential for goals and then he'll be out of your squad the following week. So I do like Kane as a potential um, differential captain this week as well. Yeah, I think they're 1A and 1B, and they're both great options. Uh, the benefit of Salah being at AFCON and not up for selection in free hit teams is that you can actually have both and then get one of the cheap Watford yeah. uh, strikers, which we're going to talk on next, Denis and King, and kind of play three double game week strikers, really chasing high upside. I like that idea, and I think I rate uh, free hit managers to potentially craft their team starting with the strikers first and build around that. Yeah. And just thinking about like the way that some of these games are going to be played out. A lot of these teams have thin lineups right now. So they're playing players who don't get a lot of run. They have players missing at AFCON. So they're going to be more prone to defensive mistakes. And both Kane and Ronaldo are on pens and they can you know, they know how to poach goals out of small chances. So I could see a few defensive mishaps leading to, you know, nine pointers for them. And that could be really um, promising for a double up. Two things that I do want to just touch on with Ronaldo and Kane and that Kane is for sure going to get 90 minutes in both these matches. And I think if I was going to free hit, I love that certainty. I know that he's going to play Ronaldo. It's not as certain. However, there are reports right now that both Anthony Martial and Edison Cavani are both being rumored to be leaving the club during the winter transfer window, which just oh, opened. Really? So that is definitely something that if I found out that there were deals in progress for either of those players in the next week, we still have time before the transfer deadline goes hard, but I would want to know that because otherwise I'm a little concerned that, you know, Ronaldo might only play 120, 140 minutes in, in these two matches. And, and that gives me some pause. Bucks, I got to compliment you. That's some big brain shit right there. Um, something that I had not previously thought about because I've kind of been a little bit concerned with Ragnick playing both Cavani and Ronaldo at the same time. Like I, those lineups are not working, by the way, and they, they need to have, um, you know, a change of pace there. So it'll be interesting to see what we learn before the deadline, but definitely good to note. And I think, again, if you're on free hit and you bring in Kane, 
I think he's probably a better differential captain if you're trying to make up ground in your mini leagues or just an overall rank. For sure. And and we can't poo-poo the two Watford players, Denny and King. They have the best matches. And Watford are a team that are just scoring goals. Specifically, Dennis is in absolutely monster form right now. And Josh King takes the penalty kicks. So I just think that if I was going to free hit, which right now I'm thinking I'm not going to, I would probably want to have one of Cristiano Ronaldo or Harry Kane as kind of my talisman. And then I would surround them with Denis and King. And I would probably be starting all three of them. Yeah, that's a little bit bold. I think I'm still waiting to work out my free hit drafts, but I I think you should usually pick one or the other. Um, I think that's just a, a little bit more upside. Uh, yum, 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 we, yum, we, yum, yum, yum. Points here, points there. Yeah, yum, 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 you, yum, yum. You, you can't, you can't uh, poo-poo Denny and King when they've been delivering a poo-poo platter of points every other game week. So I hear you. These are, they're both great cheap options and a lot of managers already own them. So must start perfect situation for them. Um, so let's move on to a few disappointing forwards who we're not going to see in action. And that is Jamie Vardy and Pat Daka, who has really been doing quite well in his debut season at the club for Leicester. So I was, I'd be really excited if, if Daka was in form and available for this one, because I think he would have been a really fun player to own for this free hit double game week scenario. And then he'll be, you know, off your team uh, after that, but disappointing to see both of those players unlikely to play. Absolutely. And, and there are others that, you know, we could mention, but I think the really, the list is short at the striker position, which makes it nice and easy. Uh, Chris Wood is a different bucks, bucks, bucks. Yeah. You're, you're forgetting about your boy Lukaku from Chelsea uh, football club. Do you have any thoughts there on bringing him in on a free hit? I was going to say, you know, Chris Wood, <laughs> Lukaku, uh, there are some other players that, you know, might enter the outside bounds of, of your brain when you're building a free hit team. Uh, even Mape, I mean, he he could be a differential shout, but I just think that it, no need to overcomplicate things. Cristiano Ronaldo, Harry Kane, and then the the Watford, the Watford uh, wobbles. Um the, the Watford wobble, woes. baby wobble. wobble yeah, baby exactly. Wobble. So, you know, I think that's, that's, that's your three is, uh, you know, somewhere in that foursome. All right. Yeah. Three viable strikers seems like a good starting point. So let's head to the midfield where the options are a bit light. And I think that's, what's putting a lot of managers off of free hit, but let's start at the very top of the food chain. Sonny, he's eating Korean fried chicken and delivering us points game week and game week out. He could also be a great captaincy option if you don't own Kane or Ronaldo this game week. Yeah, and Sun finally looks like a huge deal at 10.7 million. He's owned by just under a third of the FPL game. And I think that number is going to be way higher going into game week 22. I expect he's going to be the most popular transfer move to bring him in. If he's not on your team already, he should be top of the food chain, as Brian said. And I expect he's going to get at least one return. He wouldn't be my first choice captain, but I can understand based on his form. I think he has six returns in the last five games or five returns in the last six games. He's he's just in fuego right now. And Spurs are a team that you rate are going to get returns. Yeah. And again, I just think that there are, there's counterattacking football to be played versus Arsenal and Leicester. And I could see, you know, Harry Kane threading some creative passes through to a sprinting Son for some one-on-ones and 
even though he hasn't scored a goal in a couple of game weeks, Sun continues to trickle in a, an assist here and assist there, grab a bonus points and just be a very consistent player for managers. Yeah, another Spurs player that we should make sure to mention is Lucas Mora. He's more of a differential choice. He's 6.5 million. No, 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 Bucks. Bucks, he's more a differential point. Oh, excuse me. That is a good <laughs> good dad joke there. <laughs> 4% owned in the game. And I think Spurs have been playing their best brand of football when it is Kane, Son, and Mora. The Delhi fit up top with uh, kind of dynamic duo of Kane and Son doesn't look as strong and Mora provides pace and a little more attacking juice than uh, Delhi does at this point in time. So he's someone who I think and these are, these are again, ideal matches for Mora because he's good in open space. I was going to say not perfect creative. matches. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, run, he's run. not creative enough when the, when the bus is parked and he has smaller, tighter windows to work in, but in space, he's got a great work ethic and he can get up and down the field. So Definitely uh, could see that as a cheap differential. He's sub 6.7 million, I believe. So somebody who you could maybe fit into a free hit team as a cheap differential. Yeah. Next one up that we want to touch on is Bruno Fernandez. Uh, interesting, Brian, I, I know we singled out Bruno, but I was kind of thinking that, is it Bruno? Is it Rashford? Is it Sancho? Is it Greenwood? Is it even Lingard? I mean, there's just so little clarity on who's going to be playing in the attacking kind of number 10 roles and who's going to be playing in more of like a number eight, number six role in Ragnick's kind of funky hunky dory uh, lineups that he, and formations that he sets out. But I like the Bruno punt. I think he's going to play. He got rested. So I think he's definitely going to play 180 minutes. I just wonder Wait, Bucks, if Bucks, what's up with Ragnick, right? Like Bruno is an essential player on that team. He, is somebody that there's nobody else like him on the squad. He receives his fifth yellow, so he's suspended. And then Ragnick decides to bench him the following game week as well. Although he comes out, he comes onto the pitch, he misses the biggest chance, but he was in the right position. He easily could have scored that. And then at the very end of the game, he also has a free kick that's definitely on target heading towards the keeper and he uh, swatted it away. But I, I'm just a little bit curious uh, with these, these lineups that Ragnick keeps choosing. So I, I really like Bruno, especially on free hit as the, that differential, because he's probably due for some points and they need to rely on him for some creativity. You know, they're not going to get points in these matches when they're starting, um, you know, starting the likes of Cavani and Greenwood next to Ronaldo. Like those three dudes cannot pass and create enough for each other. And so I, I agree that Bruno is going to have 150 to 180 minutes easy in these two fixtures. Yeah, I, I just want to echo what you're saying about Ragnick. I don't rate the job he's doing thus far. I don't really understand why they brought him in as kind of a temporary. They're the biggest club in the world, if not one of the five biggest clubs in the world. So they're, they're just playing games right now. And I think they don't know the long-term direction that's best for their team. Uh, but I can tell you that this 2-2-2-4 ain't it. Whatever their that lineup that they're <laughs> oh, rolling man. out, it looks like a small dagger um, on the team sheet. It just looks bizarre. I open it up on the FootMob app, and I'm like, "What? What is this? I've never seen this formation before." Like, it's very bizarre to me. And the way that he continues to rotate between Shaw and Telez, and then Dolo and Aaron Wani, Biz Basaka, like, it's just very. Um, 
pretty disgruntling, I would say, if I was a Manchester United fan. But anyway, I think Bruno could be a, a really good shout on free hit because, again, you don't have to own him after and would be a, a solid differential. We know his pedigree from seasons past, and if he can discover any bit of that form for two games, could explode with some points. Yeah, great, great point. My my pick would actually be Greenwood if I had to take a Manchester United midfielder. I think there's the highest oh. highest risk, but also probably highest reward. He's just such a proven goal scorer, and I love his game. I, if he was a Chelsea lad, he I would definitely have his jersey. Yeah, I mean, we we rate his skill and his talent, but given that he also could he could blank in one and then not play in the next. That's disastrous for a free hit, right? For sure. You for need sure. you need to have your players playing at least 150 minutes if you're going to invest in them for a double game week. So that's just, just my thoughts there. But let's talk about Leicester. So Leicester, we're going to, again, have to wait on team news. But in the midfield, three potential options, all sub 7 million. That's James Madison, Yuri Tielemans, and then also the kind of forgotten uh, lad, Mr. Barnes, what are you seeing here, Bucks, as two of those players are currently yellow flag, but I think they're going to be all right in the next uh, week or so. Yeah, I actually want to throw a fourth name into the bunch, and that's Adamal Lookman. I think that he would be my bet to be playing the false nine in this double game week. He's has great pace. He's already shown that he can really seamlessly plug into their lineup when they had some other guys missing with injury. And I'm just concerned that Madison, because he's coming off a muscle injury and is flagged right now, it's going to be tough for Bren Rogers to justify playing him close to 180 minutes in a single game week. So that's, I'm a little scared off by that. I think if I had to pick two, it would be Lookman and Tielemans. They're both fit. And they, they do, I think Tielemans will have free kicks and I think Lookman will be playing closest to the goal. So that's my logic there. Yeah. Some good options. Um, all, all of them are very, very much punts, but they could definitely deliver points. You know, I kind of hold the worst Panenka penalty kick I've ever seen in my life was Lookman last year at Fulham where he totally botched it. And I sometimes hold that against him, but he is a speedy lad and has been doing really well off the bench. So he seems to be healthy and in form. So I would probably, like you said, rate him over Barnes. But, um, you know, Tielmans, he's definitely on penalty kicks with Vardy yeah. on the squad and has been banging them in. He's got the pedigree of the Belgium national team behind him. So he could be a, a very interesting asset if he's coming, making those late runs into the box where the likes of James Madison can set him up. You know, he's kind of the Bilva of Leicester. And if he takes on a more attacking role because of these injuries, he can deliver points as, you know, a la Bilva earlier in the season when KDB was out. I love that call. Let's close out with three more. There's two players that we want to highlight with double game weeks. That's Mason Mount and Trossard, Leandro Trossard. And then one more name I want to throw into the mix is Diego Jota. He only has one match, but I think really what the free hit comes down to, the free hit chip, and really this double game week comes down to as an FPL manager is, what are your predictions? Do you think that a Mason Mount or a Trossard are going to outscore a player with a potentially awesome single game week matchup? Um, so do you think that Mount against a team like City and Brighton is going to outscore a player like Jota against a team like Brentford? So that's really where I'm coming down to. And I think 
if it was my team, I'd rather have Jota. Where do you land on that? Yeah, look, if you're not free hitting and you own Jota, you're happy to stand pat. Um, I do think that, you know, using a free hit chip and it's one of those times, especially if you're not having a great season, it'll just be more fun to have double game week players. Um, For sure. And, and, and again, and I think with the potential reemergence of Big Rom in the middle, he does provide a, a, a target for mounts on all these crosses and and corner kicks to actually head the ball in. And he we know he's great in the air. And I could see him, you know, he's got a good 30, 40 pounds on Diash and especially on Laporte. So even in that in that match, we've seen City give up a few cheeky goals. I mean, think back to that 6-3 thriller versus Leicester on Boxing Day. You know, Chelsea could score some goals. So I, I do think if that happens, Mount is going to be involved. So yeah, ultimately if you're not on free hit owning somebody like Bowen or Jota is fantastic because they have great fixtures. They're in form or sorry, they have a, a great fixture and they're in form. So can't go wrong there for sure. All right, let's move on to the defenders. Let's try and make this quick. Um, D D defense. Yeah. So for me, the, the standout best options are Alonzo and Rudiger for Chelsea. They have tough matches, but I think even without Mendy and goal and Keppa filling in. Uh, There's still a pretty stout side and a stout unit. I have more faith in Chelsea keeping the clean sheets with those tough matches than I do with United, who I backed by bringing in De Gea, keeping even a single clean sheet with their much easier matches. Any Anyone else you want to throw into the mix, Brian? Yeah, Chelsea defenders are highly owned, so they're no-brainers for this double game week. I think taking a look at Brighton, they could... They could keep two cleans potentially. Now, Chelsea, again, they've been up and down from attacking perspective. So uh, I expect that match to be very tight once again at the Amex. That's a tough place to play. And when you're looking at Lamptey, you know, we've kind of passed this really busy, festive fixture schedule. And now he will hopefully be able to play kind of back to back game weeks very confidently. He seems like a player that could cause a lot of problems. I mean, if we look back a few weeks ago at that Chelsea match, we basically removed Alonso from his left back position through Reese James there, who's probably never played in his life just to deal with the speed and pace of Lamptey. So I really like him at 4.5 million as a player in your back line for this potential free hit, or just to bring in as a cheap enabler, enabling defender for with high upside for the rest of the year. Yeah, I like Lamptey as a long-term get. I think for the double game week, I'd more be targeting his more expensive uh, compatriot on the flip side, on the other wing, which is Cucurella. He's been a bonus. Cucurella, Cucurella. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. He's been an absolute bonus points vacuum. He's been sucking up three bonus points whenever they get the clean sheet. So I really like the value that he can offer there. And we should just He's been give- a fantastic signing. He, he he really is a classy player. And I think is somebody that was not on my radar from the summer signings, but he looks really, really great. I mean, he doesn't get as forward as Lamptey, but anytime that he's around the ball, he's either tackling other players and winning the ball back, or he's dribbling past players. He's just very, very solid and um, would be a fun player to own on double game week. Plus, he's got the hair bucks. He's got yeah, great hair. He's got the like, like the pseudo sideshow Bob, you know, Troy it's going Paul all in Malu. me. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's going to get ahead of the wind. 
He's going to get a head and shoulders commercial very soon. Uh, one thing on Tariq Lamptey, uh, he used to be a Chelsea player and made a transfer move to get more minutes to play at Brighton. He's now being reportedly tied to both Spurs and Arsenal for up to 50 million euros. So, or excuse me, 50 million pounds. So that would be a massive Ooh. upgrade and transfer move to bring in uh, Lamptey to one of those uh, London and London adjacent clubs. And that's a nice transition because we should just shout out that Spurs defenders also should be on your short list for this double game week. Reggion, Royal, and Dyer even. I think uh, any two of those players would be solid options. But I really think that the priority should be to have three Spurs players. So just getting one of their defenders should be enough. Yeah, I mean, watching Royal this past weekend, I just don't think he's good enough for Spurs. You know, he's been a signing that they had in the summer. He's just not good enough. The quality of his finishing um, from a crossing perspective is just terrible. Like he, he floated, he floated in maybe wow. 15 balls and it, they're just not good enough. They're nowhere near the pace and the action that they need to be. And I just think he's, he's kind of trash. Um, with that being said, there's nobody else really challenging him for that role right now. And, Maybe he gets lucky and lucks into an assist, but I have not been impressed. And then with Reggie, you know, he's, I, I do like him. He's a little bit more clinical, but he also get, picks up knocks and he does some stupid shit on the pitch every now and then that <laughs> gets him ripped off. It gets him ripped off at, at halftime. Right. So honestly, like on a free hit, Dyer's probably the, the one that I would, you know, lean towards just from a, um, you know, stability perspective, especially if he's going to be like your first bench slot. Yeah, worth mentioning on the Emerson Royal front that his current backup is Matt Doherty, and he's a player that Spurs brought in from Wolves uh, while Mourinho was still the coach, and there was big plans for him to uh, kind of transform the team into a, a wingback style of play with three at the back, and he was essential. That never really worked out, and there's actually reports that he's been offered for loan back to Wolves. So that could actually be great news for Royal because that means that there's even less competition for his spot in the team. So just wanted to shout that out. I think that, you know, Spurs are a ways away from being a full team that Conte has gotten his claws into, but you're already seeing that they're putting it together. And so I think that Spurs are a team emerging, but they have tough matches. So I want to have a piece of them, but I'm not necessarily going to craft my whole free heat team around pulling multiple Spurs players into the side. Yeah. I mean, Conte really wants them to spend money in the January transfer window. So we'll see ha, how ha, that ha. comes to, uh, comes to effect, but they typically don't spend much money. Uh, hence why Harry Kane's been a little bit upset with the club over the past couple of years. So I, I'm not holding my, uh, I hope it's up too high for them to really transform their team, but they're definitely becoming more solid as a unit and um, we'll see what happens in this double game week. All right. Last thing before we get out of here, I just want to run through a potential double game week free hit side um, for context. This team is built for under a hundred million FPL dollars. So goal I like keeper, it. I like it. Goalkeeper David De Gea. He's 5.2 million less than 15% owned. Defense would be Trent. He only has a single game week, but he's just, he's the best and he's the most expensive player for a reason. So he wouldn't be going anywhere. He's 8.4 million, almost 50% on Reggion 
5.4 million, 17%. Alonzo, 5.7, 11%. So there you go. That's uh, three at the back. I would go midfield, Hyungman Sung, Lucas Mora, Lookman, and Jota. And then my forwards, I would have Cristiano Ronaldo, Denny, and Josh King. Again, there are other ways to mix and match this. You could potentially have Cristiano Ronaldo and Kane fit in, but you'd have to sacrifice one of those midfield players. So it's definitely possible. Interesting, interesting. Without Salah costing $13 million, there's a lot of ways that you can spend this money. I've chosen to go for a more stout bench. Uh, ben Foster, he's injured, but he's 4.1 million. So he's cheap. Yuri Tuleman, 6.4 million, less than 5% owned. I think he could be a really great differential play. Cucurella, 5, 5.1 million. And then Simikas, my budget enabler at 3.7 million in my third bench spot. He allows all this to happen. And again, I think that there's a lot of iterations of a free hit team, which could be really deep, but also have a really strong first 12 and that's really all you need on a free head yeah not a bad not a bad first draft bucks you know i would really lean towards madison if healthy in that lucas morris spot they're about the same budget price so he's a player that we've seen have four double digit performances in five matches and is in form so if he is a player that is healthy and we hear that from brendan rogers then he would be an essential part of my free hit team especially since he'll be on a lot of free kicks and just shooting a lot more from outside the box without Vardy to you know serve or Daka to serve. So I just see him as a great asset uh, in a more attacking uh, capacity. And um, looking at your midfielders, yeah, Lookman, he might be a really key differential for free hit um, lads, especially if he takes up that false nine. He's very speedy, and I could see him easily being on the back of some Madison-placed um, you know, through balls. So I, I do like that a lot. And you're just really trying to decide like, you know, do I want Kane and Ronaldo next to each other, or do I just pick one or the other? So um, can't complain there. And I think that ultimately we're going to have to give it a few more days with the current environment and freaking COVID everywhere. If there's any cancellations, etc., cetera, um, postponements that could definitely affect how we think about potentially using our free hit chip. But um, Bucks, do you agree that, you know, six or seven is probably a, a great spot to be in without using the chip for this upcoming game week? Yeah, this is so team dependent. I right now I have five double game week players. I Brownhill and Foster are both not healthy. So that would bring me to seven, but, uh, right now I'm at five. I'm just thinking that I have, you know, I have two guys from West Ham. They play leads. Uh, I have TAA. He played. He plays uh, Brentford. So, you know, right there, that's that's my team. I kind of, I don't want to use the free hit when I'm not excited about it. So I'm just going to punt. I'll probably make a transfer. Uh, maybe it's a one-week transfer move to bring in a guy with a double game week and then move that person sure. on to Jota. But uh, yeah, that's where my head's at right now. I'm, I'm frustrated because I wish that Liverpool had the double game week. I feel like the Jota or Trent uh, triple captain option would really kind of throw a wrench into some of the planning if they had Brentford and Leeds. I mean, that could be just a really awesome differential play with Salah away. So that's, that's where I'm standing. I'm a little frustrated and disappointed, but at the end of the day, you know, we have another couple days of game week, double game week 21 that's still ongoing. So I'm just going to hope that the players stay healthy and that 
we can have a double game week 22 with all eight of these teams actually getting uh, two fixtures. Uh, my fear is that that might not come to fruition. Yeah, Bucks, I'm in a spot where I have four current double game week players, but I also have Sala in my side. So I'm in a interesting predicament where if I don't take him out this week and I use the free hit chip instead, he's going to be in my lineup for the game week 23. So it is a bit of a, a spot to be in, but I'm I'm hoping to have six double game weeks players uh, with the minus four for next week. And I think that's kind of where my initial gut is, is pushing me towards. Um, but I, I do have Foden and Watkins who have both been rumored to be dealing with COVID. So I need one or both of those players to be fit. If not, then I'm kind of in a more tricky situation. We'll come back with another episode of the FPL Blues podcast in about a week's time after we finish the game week 21. And then we'll have our kind of normal proceedings as we do. And then we'll preview our upcoming moves and transfer thoughts heading into game week 22. Absolutely. One last thing. Do not make early transfers. This is not the week to catch price rises or avoid price drops. Probably. I mean, frankly, frankly, it's never the week to do that this season. You should never be making uh, early transfers until the day before the game week starts. Don't worry about, you know, losing out in team value. It's just an absolute shit show if you find yourself trapped because you made an early move and then cancellations come so that is definitely our number one recommendation from this season i'd say yeah absolutely and there have been some other opportunities where that was a big problem with international break but there are fixtures taking place in the league and fa cups and with covid swirling just practice patience we now know the double game week so nothing's going to change between now and the start of double game week 22 that's going to be so impactful that you're not going to be able to feel the whole team so uh, with that Let's uh, practice patience. Hopefully we'll have a big contributions from our double game week players that are wrapping up in game week 21. And then we could really look ahead to fielding the best possible squad to attack and get green arrows in double game week 22. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Brian. Thanks a lot, Bucks. It felt great to be behind the mic once again and potting with you. So Corey, thanks for filling in, but uh, your services are no longer needed. I'm back, baby. It's good to have you back. Uh, I lied before. It's it's nice having you back. (laughs) All right, we'll catch you guys soon.